So this is the second part of the series on relationships. So this second part is dealing with how we force uh, a lot of times in relationships, people are forcing things to work, forcing shit to work. That's not going to work. And what happens is when people force these relationships, um, they live in they they live in in, in somewhat uh, uh, misery for for sometimes years, extended periods of time, because they're simply trying to force some shit to happen that's that's just not going to happen, um, and they don't come to the realization that this is you know this is something that's short term, and what ends up happening is because we have uh, inherently we don't want to hurt people, so. Um, one person might actually be miserable in the relationship. The other person is kind of fine because they have settled. They're not really, they, they really know that the other person who's miserable, they don't know to the extent that this person is miserable, but they do know that this person isn't uh, not totally fully invested in the relationship like they are, but they'll go with it. So the other person doesn't want the other person who's miserable doesn't want to hurt person B who is willing to settle. Um, So person A who's miserable will live in misery for years simply because they don't want to hurt person B who they're in the relationship with. And you see this all throughout relationships uh, in this country simply because people don't want to be honest uh, and say, you know what, this shit isn't working, or you know, we're we're really not the we're really not the the, the two people that should be paired up together. Um, nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to say anything. So people uh, just go along with it until you've lost 10, 15, 20 years off of your life, and boom! Now all of a sudden, you know, the divorce things get nasty. Um, because nobody wanted to admit <laughs> in the first month or two months that, hey, this ain't, this isn't working. This isn't really for us. Um, you probably could have salvaged the friendship out of it had you just been honest from the start. Um, and then the other thing is uh, what, what, really, what really forces this onto people a lot of times, particularly with women, uh, they settle. Uh, this isn't really the man that... This isn't really the man that they want to be with, but their biological clock is ticking. Um, they've come to the realization that they're getting older, um, feeling like choices are limited. And so somebody comes along that is really not even their type. And there are types, but somebody, a man comes along that's really not even their type, but they settle because they don't, they realize I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be sleeping alone the rest of my life. I don't want to, uh, you know, be out here alone. I want to have children, you know, so now she's having a child with a person that she really don't want to have a child with that she really doesn't, you know, that under normal circumstances, if she found her it, her all, she wouldn't even consider this guy. Um, And sometimes finding that it and that all is a matter of limitations. You're limited by the state that you're in, by the city that you're in, by by the community that you're in. You limit yourself to those prospects 
And if those prospects uh, uh, don't meet the criteria, instead of you looking outside of those limitless areas, because there are other areas, uh, I mean, we have access to the greatest tool that man has known, which is the, the, you know, social media, the internet, that sort of thing. So it can expand your, it can expand your community uh, on a virtual level. So instead of looking outside those environments, they just get to a point where, ah, just settle. <laughs> and, and, and so now she's laid up next to a dude um, that, that she really don't want to be with. Uh, and this is where you kind of, this is where that, that also that Jesus complex kind of comes in as well. Uh, and I don't want to go too much into that, but you see a lot of women who still have that, well, you know, that, that Jesus thing. They're laid up next to a guy that doesn't meet the criteria of really what they want a man to be or who they think or what their it, their all is. And so they're laid next to this fella and they've settled all because in their minds, their biological clock is ticking in their minds. They have to find somebody before, um, you know, they, they get to a certain age where they feel like they can't find anybody. And, you know, to a certain extent, totally, I get it. But it still doesn't, in the end, you still have people that are miserable. You still have people that are like, ah, you know, and you imprison yourself. You actually put yourself in this prison and now you're kind of stuck. And if you decide to put yourself in this prison for some years, that's years off of your life. So you get these couples that have been married 15, 20, 25 years. I talk to them all the time, particularly men who were like, man, you know, this is the second marriage I've had that didn't work out. Um, women, this is the third marriage or the, the second marriage or I gave my all. And with women, uh, sometimes it can be, well, with both men and women, sometimes it can be fatal. It just depends on the mentality of the person. But some of those relationships can end fatally, somebody dying. And so I think we have to be very cognizant of, you know, um, what we put into this and the energy. If the person isn't meeting your energy, that's a big thing. Are they meeting your same energy? If the energy isn't balanced, that's a problem, especially when you talk long term, because now what that does is sometimes if you don't have the courage to speak up or you you love this person. So a lot of times it's not even courage, but you love this person and you don't want to hurt them with the truth. So what happens is because you don't want to hurt them with the truth, you allow yourself to be miserable within the confines of the relationship because you don't want to hurt them. So you will allow yourself to be miserable. You will allow yourself to sit in this relationship that you know is not befitting of you, that you know the energy isn't matching, but you'll stay because you don't want to hurt the person. And so, you know, again, losing years off of your life. And my thing is, you, 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 you live this life once, you know, and, uh, you know, whether we believe in those things like I do that, you, you know, you don't get it right. You come back all these different lives. OK, that's fine. Half the time you, you come back, you don't remember this plane of things man, made manifest. So you live this life once. Are you going to live it and be miserable with a person that is, you know, 
you have bouts of happiness here and there, but it's e but even that becomes forced because this is not really where you want to be. Or maybe it started out good. Maybe it started out, but again, you've outgrown this person. You've evolved and the person hasn't, you know, or maybe there are unex unexpected things that you didn't take into the equation. Like, yo, when we met or when we started dating or when we got married, this was one thing. Like I, I know my previous marriage, I was married and... Um, you know, the first, the first year that we were together prior to marriage, you know, we were dating, things were good. And it seemed like as soon as we got to that 18 month mark and got married, like as soon as we got married, that's when the flip came. And I was, and like almost instantaneously, like as soon as we got married, I was like, oh shit. And, you know, I'm looking at her now, like, Wow, she just went someplace that we have never gone in this relationship prior to this, you know. And so are you ready to deal with that? And how do you deal with that? Are you ready to, you know, say, wait, hold up. You flipped. You just changed right before my very eyes. Like, like, you know, I didn't sign up for this. And I think and, and, and I think that communication is such a big key in this communication is such a big key and the person if if you're really on a spiritual level the person will you know will absolutely know that you know I this person is not hurting me because they're telling me the truth they're doing this out of love um, and if you really love that person or that person really loves you they'll want you to be happy and have a life filled of joy filled with joy no matter what so if you're not happy with them, they will understand that. If you're in a place of being miserable, at least salvage the friendship, but don't live in a place of misery to the point where it becomes hate, like you start to hate the person. And a lot of times that's what we see happen. Like, uh, now I can't stand this person because you've lived in misery with this person for so long because either the person wasn't matching the energy or maybe you weren't matching their energy. It goes both ways. Maybe they've evolved and you haven't. And you can't stand the fact or you don't like the fact that they've moved forward, that they're evolving because humans evolved. It's just a fact of life. So as opposed to living in misery, as opposed to living in a state of uh, constant, you know, uh, 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 being in a place where you don't want to be, you need to communicate that. That needs to be open communication and it should be, hey, we're not. And maybe it can be salvaged with the communication. People tend to try. Sometimes people don't know. Some people, sometimes people have to be guided, you know, and, and, and hey, this is, this, is, this is where we're at. I'm miserable or this is what, you know, my expectation is. And, you know, we're not there anymore. At one point we were there, but now we're not. And okay. I, I get it. And because if a person is telling me that, I don't want to make them miserable. My thing is, is particularly in relationships, I don't want to bring a person misery. That's not the objective of a relationship. And if I'm bringing you misery, if I'm bringing you toxicity, then we need to separate because I don't want to. That was not my intention with the relationship. And I think when people think in those terms, uh, the love becomes even stronger because now that this person or these people involved see that they really don't want to hurt one another. And, um, you know, that, that, that's just my take energy, uh, people moving on, uh, being on different 
being on different wavelengths, uh, frequencies. Um, there's a whole lot that goes into this, but particularly when people just, you know, force something to be there that's no longer there uh, and maybe was never there to begin with. But they're forcing this on themselves. They're trying to force something to work that's just not going to work. Sometimes it's, there's a lot of things that go into relationships, compatibility uh, issues, um, you know, likes and dislikes, um, commonalities. There's so many things that go that go into this. Sometimes people, the relationship, they need opposites. Sometimes they need the opposite. So if one person is a traveler, they don't mind the other person being a homebody and not traveling. Sometimes that works best for them. In other relationships, if you're if the person is a traveler, maybe it's going to be necessary for their second half. They're, they're, if they're the if they're the A, maybe for them it's going to be necessary for the B to travel with them, for the B to to be adventurous like they are. Maybe that's going to be unnecessary, you know. Um, and and again, this goes back to my segment in part one on relationships, where I think it comes down to it comes down to everybody knowing themselves. I tell you what will not work if A, person A is a traveler and person B not only is a non-traveler, but tries to dissuade person A from traveling because person B doesn't like to travel. That could be a deal breaker. As a matter of fact, it probably absolutely would be a deal breaker. The problem is if person A succumbs to person B's demands, guess what? They start living a miserable life if they like to travel and they're putting that on hold or they're stopping that because person B doesn't want them to or puts that kind of demand down. That person starts to, that person, if that person's an adventurous person and person B is not and puts restrictions down on their level of adventure, person A then starts to live a miserable existence. Is that fair? If person A is not willing to speak up and talk about that, well, they're going to they're going to give up. They're going to give up 5, 10, 15, 20 years of their lives living in a miserable state until they get to the point where the misery starts to turn into hate for the person that you're with. And you want to avoid that at all costs. So, again, Yurima Karama, man, hope you got something out of this piece.